Hello, I'm Kenza, and this is the Finding Space podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Finding Space podcast. This week, I interview Canadian mountain bike and cyclocross rider Magalie Rochette. Magalie opens up about her approach to mental health well-being. She talks about mindset as an athlete, how meditation has really helped her during her career, and also how creative activities away from the sport have been a huge benefit. Enjoy! So you obviously started competing at quite a young age, mm-hmm. but as you're saying, it was quite relaxed. And yeah. Do you think that allowed you to have a competitive mindset without really stressing about it too much as you got older and took it more seriously? I mean, when I was younger, I wasn't nervous at all. And at some point, I started winning all of the regional races in mountain bike and when that happened I started being nervous a little bit more like I for for a while I didn't want to lose anymore so I that got me nervous like the fact that I didn't want to lose it's not that I just wanted to win but I was like nervous that I would lose and and it's strange because I always perceived even at a young age I perceived stress as something super negative And so as soon as I was nervous, I was kind of denying the fact that I was nervous and I didn't want to admit it to myself or to anyone else. I was like, oh, no, I'm not nervous and blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, I kind of kept this uh, perspective about stress for a long time, even as I grew up and I became a professional racer. um, I just kept seeing stress as something negative. And every time I would get nervous, I'd be like, even more nervous, like nervous about the fact that I was nervous. And it got pretty bad. Like I I couldn't really figure out how to deal with it. And it's only recently in the last maybe two years that I figured out like how I can use this stress, how I can use my nerves to actually like perform better. And it's very new to me that I, I figured out the way I see it now it's it's positive like I know I will be nervous and it's a good thing because it means I care and it means I want to do well but the way I like to see it now is that when I feel the nerves coming I try to see it as a, a tank of energy that's like rising 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 and just like ready to blow up when they say go but it's positive energy rather than just negative so it's been a journey to learn that so as you were going through that journey of uh, trying to understand what this stress was and how you could deal with it were there things that you would do did did you have people around you I mean you said you kept it to yourself for a while so at what point did you start sort of getting did you get help about it or was it just you understanding it I I did get help about it it took me a long time so for all of the my time like racing triathlon as a teen and a teenager and like the first year of getting back into cycling I still couldn't really figure it out so I was trying to hide the nerves or just trying to kind of you know when you like take a problem and put it under the carpet I was just trying to like not think about it and try to think about something else Um, but eventually my boyfriend David who is he's my fiance but he's also my coach and he's also now mechanic on our team and my partner in in the team like we do a lot of things together and he helped me out with that at some point he just made me realize that well two things 
it, I'll go back. Okay, so he helped me realize many things. First thing was uh, the importance of being honest with myself and realize, like, look at myself in the mirror and figure out what is it that I'm having a hard time with. Because it's easy to always want to work on the things that you like. Like, for me, working hard on the bike and just doing more intervals and more training, I always I always defaulted, defaulted to that because that's what I like. And so I was always saying, well, I'm just not strong enough. I need to, tr to try harder when I was like not doing well. But then he told me, like, look at yourself in the mirror and what really are you having a hard time with? And that was it for me. It was the mental side of it. Um, so that was one thing. But the other thing, he also helped me to realize that I was a very competitive person. And I think that's like that has been a been a turning point for me. And like if I explain to you a little bit how this happened is that I couldn't I kept telling myself like you know what maybe I'm just not competitive enough because sometimes in the races I would like I would get nervous and then I would kind of choke in the race because I couldn't manage like my nerves and all of that and and then when I finished the race and I would just like be kind of depressed a little bit and tell like you know what I'm maybe I'm just not done for that I'm I'm not competitive enough and blah 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 and at some point he told me well you know what let me ask you a question and he said who is the more competitive is it and I mean I'll go sorry I'm kind of no no it's fine like going up and down but to me what the reason why I, why I was saying I was not competitive is that I would do so well when I was tra training on my own. Like I'd be doing great numbers and really good workouts and I could just not replicate it in a race. I'd be like 20% less good in a race than I was in a training and I'd be like, why? It's probably because I'm not competitive. And then he said, well, let me ask you a question. Who's more competitive? The person that wants to beat herself every day and that's really like bringing the best of herself every day in training on her own or the person that is only giving her best when there's a race and then that got me thinking I'm like yeah I guess I I guess I am competitive because every day I want to be better than myself and better I'm training thinking I want to be better than any, anyone else and so the problem is not that I'm not competitive it's I just can't manage myself really so when David like made me realize that it, it was just the first step like realizing what was the issue that I think that's the first step to try to and I mean yeah. it sounds like the combination of yourself and David having that proactive approach to mental health sort of well-being which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have the luxury of having someone there but you obviously did someone who really understands you and how you work yeah uh, over a long period of time did that then instantly have a result in performance did you start to notice I'm actually starting to understand this I know how to manage this uh, did the sort of physical results in the race start to improve a little bit but it, it took some time like it 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 takes time because it's at first it's hard to admit it to yourself it's really hard to admit to yourself that like what it is that you're doing wrong. Um, you have to be open to critique. You know, you have to be open to someone telling you you're doing something wrong. And, and so it took a while, but eventually I started working on it um, in training. And then it was like small things. But when 
sometimes we would train together and he would attack me and some when I was like already going full gas and sometimes like that would be enough to kind of kill me you know but then he would practice that with me and then I'd be responding more and or I would attack him which is something I would never really do in training I would just kind of keep focusing on myself but sometimes I'd just surprise him and myself and just attack when it wasn't the time so like little things like that slowly helped me to kind of bring me become make it a habit a little bit more and be able to bring it in a race uh, situation so that was one of the thing about being competitive and then about the nerves it was really about figuring out how to use those nerves to make me better rather than just kind of put them away and be you know think that it's a bad thing and did it help sort of once you'd sort of got more of a grasp over how you're feeling um during training during competing did you did that help um when you had downs like if you didn't do well in a race were you did you feel like you were more capable of dealing with it and moving on yeah yeah I think so because eventually it became I was able to to know why I wasn't doing well in the race and before I was just so lost in my own little world of like not doing well and just like be oh why am I so far and blah 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 that I wouldn't even realize what was happening in the race you know and so once I got over that I could I was mostly able to say like oh well today I was totally there mentally I was like super on it and I know exactly what happened but I wasn't punchy enough or whatever or another day could be like a bad a bad day that I couldn't really figure out my mindset, but at least I could, I knew I was like, well, today I, I sucked, but it's just because I couldn't figure out, like, I wasn't there mentally. I was like in my little world, which is not the right place to be. So yes, being able to know that this was an issue totally helped me out to like, because when, when you know what happened in your race, it's easier to move on, you know, like what to work on and what didn't go well. And then it's like, all right, on to the next one. And I'll try to fix it for the next one. So yeah, it did help. And and you obviously, well, I mean, it's across cyclocross. There's a lot of, there's a great community around it. It's great fun. The fans get really involved. You have always seemed to work with brands that bring excitement to the sport and deal with more than just sort of performance side of it. Mm -hmm. They really bring a rich culture to it. Is that something that you've always been, you've naturally done or you've thought it, helps you improve yeah I mean I think it's so I love writing I love the community I love all of this and it's always been present present in like my career and my journey into this cycling thing and although I was having some harder time with myself sometimes I still really enjoyed everything that was around and so most of the time I would have like a blast the whole time and then just freak out just before the race and have a bad race but then I was on a team where you can't like when you have a bad race you can't be the one person that's always crying and always like demoralizing everyone and bringing the spirits down and I I didn't want to be that person and it's just not great for a team environment so I knew that when things didn't go well it was like all right well that sucked, but I can't 
I can't be shitty for everyone else around me. So I'll figure out my things on my own later. And for now, I'll just enjoy and try to be at least positive. Because it's like it really is in a, in a small team environment. If one person is super negative, it can have a bad impact on, on everyone. And, and you don't want that. So when you do feel that way, though, and you're feeling really down, uh, are you open with other athletes? Do you talk about um, yeah. things like mental health issues? Yeah, totally. I mean, especially I think... I had some good teammates that had a lot more experience than me and they could see it that I was not like doing well or not really happy. So they would ask me questions and then I could open up to them and they were, they were super helpful, especially because they, most of them had already been through the same kind of things. And so that's a nice thing about this community is that people are pretty open to share. So that has had a big big impact like just knowing sometimes that what's happening for you is normal they like same thing happens for them so that's knowing that it's normal you're like oh all right well i'll get through this and and i think another thing is that everyone on the team i was i was on the cliff pro team when i started i got on this team really really quickly early in my career and i was still pretty young and figuring out things everything was new to me and they were all champions like olympic champions multiple time olympic people and like world champions and and i was like oh well i won the night weasel which is like a regional race you know but the fact that they were all champion i think i put the bar pretty high for myself was like i need to belong to this team and and so like everything came really quickly and i made a lot of mistakes but they were always there to tell me like no you're like take your time it's fine like you're just starting we've been doing this for 15 years so you'll you'll get there so i think this was reassuring sometimes with cyclocross there seems to be such a strong level playing field in terms of female male athletes there there isn't much of a disparity in terms of maybe how the fans approach it Mm -hmm. and certainly that's how i've witnessed it in terms of the racing you know there's just as much support and excitement um, yeah. for the women's races there as the men's. And being around these sort of teams of women, it must be so great to be going through the ranks rather than, I don't know if I'm putting words in anyone's sort of mouths, but it just seems to be this sort of very masculine, you've got to just try really hard and this old school thought process to a lot of other sports. Mm-hmm. But from an outsider's point of view it seems to be that there's this great diverse culture in cyclocross has that been something that you've um, witnessed i think so yeah and like to be honest i'm kind of like the old school like work harder and you'll you'll do better i think that's how i was raised like my 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 dad worked really hard and had a really successful career and he i think he's he's always telling he's always been telling me like if you work hard you'll get whatever you want so just work hard so it's something that's ingrained in me but I actually had to let go of that and learn at some point that it's not about always working harder but maybe working working differently or working smarter or working harder on the things that you actually need to work on and not always the same thing not always like hit the nail the same way so it's been um I mean, I totally agree. You have to work hard. You, you're not going to 
if your goal is to become one of the best in the world, you, you really have to work hard. So th definitely, but there's always, there, there's always, there's also something else, like how are you going to work and what do you need to work on? So yes, I think that's been something I had to learn and having, being part of this community that is open about like talking about a bunch of stuff and, and I mean, David is super creative and he's, a very realistic and honest person so he knows like there's no bullshit with him he knows like all right you're good at this but this you need to work on so let's work on this and how are we going to do it so that's been helpful for sure during your season now are you in this week before you race again are you mm -hmm. going to be working on things or would you just try and leave that for off-season stuff oh i'll totally be working on things yeah. yeah like today i didn't really have a good race and i tried to figure out why and i I think like I think it's again I really think it's a mindset thing that I didn't approach the way I had to ride correctly and so and it's the second time that we have ra a race like that this year and I it's the second time that I'm not doing great so but it's I think I'm good in those conditions I've been good before but I think like this year there's something I'm not approaching it correctly so we we were coming back from the the race like a and an hour ago and already talking about how we're going to work on this for, for the next one. So yeah, constantly working uh, physically and, and always also mentally, like constantly working. I'm, like I do meditation a lot. I try to focus on, I try to practice to be more focused because I don't have the best attention span and concentration ability. So I always work on that and work on how like visualize myself racing and what like all these things like it's a constant work in progress i think so when you're you touch on that you uh do meditation is that something that you do every day is that when when did you sort of introduce that into your regime i introduced it about a year and a half ago after i had a concussion at um one of the mountain bike races and I, I had to get off the bike and things were not going great. And so I thought, you know what, I have, I mean, I, tr I had tried it before that and I kind of didn't stick with it. So when that happened, I was like, well, I'm off the bike now. So how can I keep improving? How can I keep working on, on this craft basically? And so I decided, you know what, you know what, I'm going to start meditating again and see if that can help me improve. Like first my concentration ability and I found that it really helped me to stay calm. And when we were talking about being nervous, now this is a tool that I have, like doing, like, I don't know, two, five, 10 minutes of meditation to really calm me down and really like, all right, I'm nervous, but I can like breathe. I'm not, I don't have like this ball in my stomach that's like preventing me from acting properly. So that it's been a tool that I've been using a lot and I don't do it every day, but I do it many times a week. And I don't like, it's not a, like to me, it's not like a thing that I absolutely have to do every day, but I try to do it enough. Yeah. And I, sometimes I just feel that I need to do it and I, I do it. And is that something that other riders are doing or talk about, or is it something that you just yeah, yeah good question but i think it's getting more popular i think more and more people are, are doing it uh, i was reading this book about phil jackson the the basketball coach and he was making the the lakers uh team like they were all doing meditation under him and i think it's a i think more and more people are doing it 
and I think everyone who tries to perform to the highest level that they possibly can it's it's a nice tool to have because for me it just helps me there's just so many benefits and I'm sure there's so many more benefits that I didn't touch on already but for me it's just about being able to control myself and stay calm when I need to and and yeah ability to focus it it helps for that as well and we mentioned it earlier that um not only the meditation but the fact that you're you've always been quite creative and um that's been uh we even spoke about it a while back about how you're interested in getting more into photography Mm -hmm. and things like this but um i i guess people that follow you on instagram know that woodwork is a big part of your life or seemingly is that something new or have you been doing that for a while well it's first I wish it was a bigger part of my life but I I'm I try to do as much as possible but sometimes I have a hard time like fitting it in the schedule but no it's um something I've been doing for maybe five years or so and I'm very amateur I'm not that good at it but it's it's just really cool for like my my grandfather was doing it uh was doing a lot of it when I was younger and I was I think too young to have an interest for it but eventually he passed away and we inherited from all this equipment and so I thought huh well maybe I can like play around with this and and I got into it and it's just so cool to create something with your own hands and start with just a block of wood and just make something cool out of it so it's really fun for me and when I do that I just I don't see time go by at all I can be doing it for like eight hours straight and I I'm like oh my god already it's it, it's uh it's super fun super stimulating and I guess it's almost a kind of meditation. It, I guess it is a little bit, yeah. Es- escaping and I mean yeah. a lot of people have um mentioned that cycling is something they'll use to mm-hmm. so even though cycling can be their workplace they'll then use it again to get away but I guess hopping on a lathe and yeah. creating something that must be a great feeling to accomplish something in a, a, it's a period really, of time. Yeah, it, you're right. And it's super rewarding somehow. I mean, most of the time I'll make tiny things, but when you make it and you're happy about how it looks and how it turned out, it's just, it's a very rewarding feeling. And I actually also love the the portion of of it when I'm just thinking of what I'll be doing and doing and how I'll be doing it just like how can I make this rolling pin happen and just like thinking about it it's super fun to me and it's just something different than cycling and I I think for me it's important to have something else than cycling although I'm very intense with my cycling thing I like to have other interests and other things are you always trying to make something new or do you make the same things or um it's I mean I made a lot of pens but I oh, tried to make cool. I tried to make them all different differently but it's like different kind of woods and different patterns and different shape but that's a fun project cuz you can do it pretty quickly in like maybe 30 minutes so if I have just a little bit of spare time I can do it but most of the time I like to think about making something new Well it definitely seems though the way you were talking about how you approach creating something thinking how am I going to make this? What am I going to use? You know, it's the same sort of thought process that you seem to do when you arrive at a race. It's yeah. how am I going to attack this race? And do you think even if it's subconscious, you're just practicing that thought process? Maybe. And May- uh, Maybe. Or m- maybe the way it happens is that it's becoming 
a habit doing it for cycling and then that's something that you learn it's mm. like a a way of working that you learn and then that's subconsciously i bring this to my other interest in life maybe and as an athlete you've got such a pent-up energy that is constantly wanting to push yourself forward so it's probably quite healthy for your mind to have something else to work on yeah where you can you know exert that energy and be like let's just focus on this rather than you know middle of december or whenever your off season is um you're just instead of just thinking i've got to keep pushing keep pushing because a lot of athletes overtrain and mm -hmm. burn out and yeah. i guess having something else that is completely away from it must yeah. help you i it i mean i know everyone is different but for me course, that's yeah. so important yeah i love i mean i'll i would i will take a break where i'm not thinking about cycling at all and to me that's just healthy and it allows me to have the mental energy to really push when i need it and so yeah having these other interests allows you to because i mean i know i know a lot of people don't like to take time off because they're like what what am i going to do but i feel like all year i'm thinking of all these things i can do and with david we have a lot of different interests we love cooking a lot like when i'm stretching every night i'm just going through cookbooks and then i have ideas of things i want to cook i mean there's the woodworking i like photography i like we started uh doing a little bit of beekeeping and that's super interesting nice. as well so yeah. i just think there's so many interesting things in life and i'm a very curious person so that's extremely stimulating for me and it's helping me a lot to have other things to think about and other things to put my focus on than just cycling because i mean even even when i was going to say when things are not going well it's nice to have something else but even when things are going well i mean cycling is so big to me but it's such a little thing in life you know compared to everything else that's happening and so it's nice to be to have other things to keep your keep yourself stimulated and just keep learning i think have you finished a race yet and think that you've won but you're just thinking i need to get back and help the bees <laughs> well or, or i, I tried <laughs> that's a good question but i mean i actually struggled with that for a while because now i'm trying when i'm here i'm totally on cycling but then when i get home i i'm allowed like to think about something else but i try when i'm at a race not to think too much about home stuff because then you're like you want to be somewhere else and you, you, you that's yeah. not a good headspace yeah. to be in so i really try to focus on like all right now i'm here so i'll do abs my absolute best on being here and being present and just like bringing my all my focus into this race um that being said though sometimes we spend so much time in the hotel room be between races so let's say we race this week and another one we'll have like four days in a hotel room and then it's healthy to think about something else i think like we, sometimes we travel with board games and we play that just like something else to take your mind off just like being nervous about the race you know so yeah i guess that's how i approach it and you um recently had a sort of a short film that yes. came out the one yeah. percent the sort of content that really expresses the social and adventure side of it what was it like being involved in something like that it was super fun it just came about that's an idea we had this winter something we wanted to do and like the the one percent that what we're talking about in the film is that 
I mean, everybody on the start line of a race is really strong and they, everyone's trying to be the best in the world, but how, I mean, it, the difference between the first place and the 20th place can be 1%. And so how are you going to get that 1%? And for a lot of people, it's working harder and doing more training and all of these things. But for me, I realized that it's really about having fun and just really about allowing myself to go on little adventures and yes, be structured in the periods of training where I need to be super focused. But, you know, when I'm just doing the base, if I do an overnight bikepacking trip and I still ride 400 kilometers in two days, that's still good training, but it's so much more fun than like being alone at home and like doing it on a trainer and being super serious. And so it was just about bringing the fun back into it. And I mean, not that the fun ever left. It's always been fun to me, but (laughs) it was just like a really cool thing. And we wanted to put it on film because we thought it could be an idea worth sharing. Um, And I hope I I don't sound like a dork saying that. Like, I want to stay humble with how I say it, but it's just like, I think a lot of people think athletes are so serious and so focused and we are, but we still, I mean, we ride our bike all day and it needs to be fun. So that's more the idea we wanted to share. Thank you for listening. If you would like to see the portraits from this week's episode, please go to findingspace.cc. For more interviews like this, please subscribe to the Finding Space podcast. But more importantly, if this story resonated with you, please share. The more we engage with the topic of mental health, the further we can go to break down the stigma.